Hey everyone, I'm Jess Madigan, creator and host of the Still in the Chaos podcast. As a wife and a mom of four small kiddos and two large labs, I am passionate about pressing the pause button on the movement happening around me. I believe that there's beauty and power in stilling our minds enough to hear God's voice. I also believe that there's so much freedom in talking about our struggles and our hurts. On this show, you'll hear practical tips and encouragement for the struggles we face as women. Welcome to Still in the Chaos. Hey guys, in today's episode, I'm chatting with one of my closest friends, Jeannie Schnur. When I first met Jeannie, I felt the Proverbs 31 woman just like come to life. Thoughtfulness, encouragement, and compassion just radiate from her. Pretty much any day of the week, you can find her serving selflessly and passionately in or outside of the church. I am so honored to have her example in my life and grateful to call her a friend. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, Jeannie, thanks for being here. Can you just start off by telling our listeners who you are? Absolutely. So my name's Jeannie Schnorr, and I'm married to my husband, Carl. Uh, We just celebrated 13 years of marriage in March, and we have three children, Jackson, who is 10, Tenley is 9, and Bennett is 5. And so we have a busy house um, with our three kids and we also have two service dogs and those two service dogs are Jackson's our oldest Um, Jackson has a seizure disorder called Lennox-Gastaut syndrome and I just want to take a second to explain that because oftentimes people hear seizure disorder and they either think a oh he'll grow out of it or b um, you just take medicine and your seizures will be controlled. And that's actually not the case for either either of those things for Jackson. Um, so his seizure disorder is resistant to medication. So he's been on multiple different medications and diets. Um, we've tried practically everything that's been that's been out there. And that also affects his development. So when he was born, he was typically developing, but then around 14 months he started having seizures and it was like his brain kind of just stopped right there and so he is a big 10 year old he's taller than me at 5'1 but he um, has like the cognition of a one-year-old in some aspects so that makes things really difficult so he can run around the house he can get around he's mobile but he cannot talk and he cannot understand and he definitely doesn't have any safety awareness So I just wanted to share that, and that really is a big part of my story and our story as a family. Um, The service dogs are trained for seizure alert and seizure detection and tracking search and rescue if he gets out of the house. So um, we also homeschool uh, Tenley and Bennett, and Jackson goes to public school. But um, we love them, and I wouldn't change anything about it. You are my hero. Thank you for sharing all of that. So what has been your biggest challenge during COVID-19? So real quick, at the beginning of quarantine, we were actually in Ohio getting our second service dog, um, Hoopty. Our first one, Janie, she's two, or maybe she just turned three, and she has cancer. So we went back to get another one. And so we were there 
things weren't shut down when we first got there. But quickly after, like, three days into the two-week trip, things started closing down. And it was, it was like, what is happening? Mm. And so we kind of felt removed, like we were in a bubble being away from our other children and just our home. But it was the same. Like, everything there was shutting down. Everything here was shutting down. And so then once we got home, just that norm of, okay, now what do we do? Like, Jackson's not going to school. He's not having that structure that he's used to. Um, it was a fairly smooth transition with the other two kids because they were already used to being home and doing their schoolwork at home. Um, but, yeah, the biggest thing is just being able to provide everything that Jackson needs and also understanding that it's not going to look the same as it did before, even with the distance learning. And I think that was a big struggle when they first rolled that out, um, was how are we going to teach him? Like, I purposefully didn't want to be a teacher. And special ed, although I went to school to be a psychology, um, a psychology major and I wanted to help people, I didn't necessarily want to be a teacher, but it's just funny how God put something on your heart and things change and doors open and you know, your viewpoint of, of life and what you think you're going to do changes very quickly. Wow. So rewind just a little bit to when you were in Ohio, like how did that feel being away from your kids and getting this new service dog and like the world was shutting down? Well, we, I think we felt okay. Like they're safe. They were with both of our parents who live 20 minutes apart from each other in Pennsylvania and they weren't going anywhere. So we, they were well taken care of. So we felt good about that. Um, and then it was just kind of an eerie feeling like as things around us were closing, like all the restaurants were closing. Um, when we go to do training, we go into a mall and that's where we practice a lot of public, um, they call it public access and just, different experiences that you will have out in public with your dog and the mm -hmm. mall is a great place because you have kids you have food you have a lot of different distractions that you need to be comfortable handling with your dog mm -hmm. so um as those places were closing down I was kind of like geez is this gonna work or like and then we didn't get to have our big class graduation where we would meet um the puppy raisers and all the people involved in raising the dogs at four paws so that was mm -hmm. really sad and since we had gone through that before, we knew how important and emotional and, like, powerful that was for those families to meet each other. So we could feel we were sad about that. But overall, we didn't – we weren't really fearful. It was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, eerie is a good word for it. I feel like the first time I went out and everything was closed, I was like, what? Like, there's no traffic? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> All right, let's shift gears a little bit. What – what do you feel like God's revealing to you specifically in the during the quarantine? So my word for the year, and I only started doing this like two years ago, but this year my word was rest. And I was like, okay, I can receive that. Like I feel like I have my hands in a lot of different pots, and I like that. I like doing different things and being involved. But when I, when I started thinking about rest and what that meant, it was like, okay... I can slow down here. I could cut back here. But then, like, when everything stopped, it really hit me. Like, no, it took this serious thing to make you stop and realize, like, I really need your full attention here. I really need you to refocus and, and think about your relationship with me and 
where your priorities are. And I, I've been given that chance as things have kind of been like stripped away. Like I feel kind of like layers of things have been stripped mm-hmm. away that I have more time to really in my mind think about God more and talk to mm-hmm. him more and just be more present rather than before maybe just like, okay, I want to make sure I sit down for a few minutes and read. Mm-hmm. It does look different now. It's not scheduled but I'm more aware of it and thinking, okay, I definitely want to do this. This is one of my big priorities today, and I'm going to make time for this. So that actually leads into my next question. What does your time with God look like? Does it is it more along the lines of sitting and praying and reading your Bible and spending one-on-one like still time with Him, or is it constant throughout the day? Like, what does that look like for you? It's honestly a mixture of that. Um, I, I'm a good multitasker, so I feel like, um, you know, while I'm doing the dishes, my Connect Group members come to mind, or just just people. Like, people are brought to mind, and I know God does that. He puts people on your mm. heart, you know, and so I'll be Absolutely. praying for them. And then I, I make sure that I take time to tell them that, too. And I know you've been really awesome at that, and I love that. Like, people need to know that they are thought of, and especially in this time of quarantining, Um, people are feeling isolated and alone and it's so impactful for someone to reach out, take the time to say, Hey, I was thinking of you, like, how are you doing? And so my time is like that, you know, during the mundane things that I'm doing during the day, but also I do set aside time. One of my goals this year was to read through the Bible and I've been on a plan. And so I've been doing that and it doesn't happen every day, but some days I catch up on a few days in a row. But there is that quiet time in my room. And sometimes I tell the kids, like, hey, mommy's going to do my Bible reading right now. I need a few minutes. And other times I just sneak away. And when they're playing, you know, together nicely, other times it's my Bible and me and Jackson in Jackson's room. And he may be running around. But I'm still making sure that I get that time in, no matter how it looks. And so if I can encourage anybody, it doesn't have to be one specific thing. And I think that's kind of what God's also revealing is, like, what it looks like for somebody else, it's not going to look like for you. But you need to know that it's very important. Wow, that's so good and so true. I think that I have been challenged for that too, just to like let go of what I think that it should like look like. Like I have this envision in my head that, you know, this woman, you know, it's of a woman. <laughs> And I can see her like she's sitting on this beautiful white couch and like everything's perfectly done and she's got her coffee in her hand and she's got her Bible. And I'm like, that's just not realistic for me right now. Like maybe one of my kids are all grown or something, but not right now. So, yeah, I love what you said. Like it just it needs to happen, whether it looks like we think it should or not Um, on. Go ahead. I was going to say, there was one other thing that God has spoken to me, not just recently, but probably over the past year, is that a lot of times I would be like, I can never wake up before Jackson. Now kind of Bennett's getting up early too, but I really can never beat them up to get up in the morning. And I, I read so many things that say, you know, first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been times when um, I've said like, you know, I can't do this or I, I don't have time for this. And then, you know, I didn't mention this, but Jackson, you know, doesn't sleep often very much. And so one of the things that God put on my heart a while back was just like, hey, well, you're up now. So if you're up now Mm -hmm. and you're not sleeping, why not talk with me? Why Mm -hmm. not 
pull it up on your phone, the Bible app, or, you know, because most of the time it's dark, so I'm not really going to get out a book, but it's that time to be like, okay, if I'm laying here awake, why can't I be yeah. praying or just quietly listening and seeing what God has for me? So wow. I think that was that was impactful for me. Yeah, that's huge. And I feel like for moms everywhere, like in the middle of the night, we can feel so frustrated mm-hmm. and irritated. And I can't even imagine, you know, this really long season that you've been in with Jackson not being able to sleep, you know, for very long stretches. I just, I'm like, how do you stay like in your faith? Because I, even I sometimes have weeks where I'm like, I got this, like, you know, I don't need to read my Bible. I'm good. Like, I don't have anything, you know, pressing that I have to bring to God. So like, I got this. And then something will come up that brings my faith back into play, you know, but I just wonder, can you share like a little bit about that, how you stay, um, yeah, just in your faith so strong? I think, you know, this has been a long time. Jackson's 10. It started when he was one. So I've had a long practice of um, understanding that this is completely out of my control. Mm -hmm. You know, we've tried things. We've tried medications. We've tried all kind of different things. And, you know... Honestly, it's it's not anything that we can do. So when I have realized that, and that all I can do is control the way I think about it, my attitude, and then what I'm doing, um, just concentrating on the small little blessings that come. Mm-hmm. And they could be really small, but just focusing on, look, hey, we're having this really good day. Like, I got Jackson to do, you know, he got took my hand to the door, and he wanted me to help him open the door. Just little things doesn't even have to be with Jackson little moments with the kids and um I think recognizing it recognizing that it's not me but it's God and knowing that he's in control I think that really took pressure off of me um and that's really that's really it that gave me chills when you said about like him taking your hand to the door <clears throat> That's so cool yeah. that, that you're like that you're in a space where you can see the blessings in it. Um, yeah, I admire you so much. You are a saint. Oh, thank you. I definitely have hard times and hard moments for sure. And I lose my patience and get frustrated and think, why me? But, mm. you know, we need to give ourselves the space to have those feelings and then bounce back to. Okay. For sure. Yeah. You know. God's got this. He knows exactly what I'm feeling. He sees my frustration and he's providing for me even in that. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. Um, okay, one more question before our fun questions. Um, what are you most looking forward to when all of this is over, the quarantine? It's a great question. Because I feel like I was just getting used to, like, having nothing on my schedule. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone said, oh, it might open up soon. And I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. I'm not ready yet. But I'm really (laughs) looking forward to having friends over. Like, that's a big thing for us because we don't take Jackson very many places. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, like, the open door policy for friends to come over and let's, you know, grill out. Or let's just hang out together, play games. And so I'm really missing that friend connection. Um, or just like going to sit with a friend at a coffee shop 
yeah. or helping a friend with their kids. Like I really love that servant um, service for others. And that really helps me to take the eyes off of what I'm going through when I yeah. can help somebody else. You're really good at that too. I just can tell that it comes straight from your heart. I have to tell this story. When I joined the Moms Connect group for the first time, um, this was like, Buddy was, Buddy and Bennett were little. How old were they? They were babies. Yeah, it sounds like one or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so I just remember, um, I had only been a couple times to the group and I was trying to feel my way into it. And you texted me one night after I left because I, it was like everybody had a person to talk to. And I just was like, okay, nobody's open for, you know, it was after the group and I was, and I like left and went home. And when I got home, I had a text from you and it meant so much to me that you like remembered or like maybe saw me like leave. I don't know what, what the situation was, but it's just such a good, um, I don't know what the word is. It's like, I'm trying to say like example, example, ex- yeah. Ex- yeah, I can't, I can't say that word. It's like a big word, but like <laughs> such a good example of like, um, I don't know, just the way Jesus was like, he would reach out for the one, you know? So yeah. I really appreciate you being that person for me and just encouraging me to walk with Jesus, even when it, looks different than everybody else's walk. Um, and yeah, I just, I really appreciate our friendship. I do too. I love you. I love you too. All right. You ready for rapid fire questions? All right, let's do it. I don't know how rapid they are, but, um, (laughs) what's your, what's your favorite drink right now? It would be the coffee that my husband makes me every morning. Aww. The one I don't have to make. <laughs> How do you take it? Like, what? I know you have, like, syrups and stuff at your house. What do you... Yeah. It's usually a latte. Um, my tastes have evolved over time, and I used to, like, really super sweet drinks, and now not so much, but it's usually, like, French vanilla or or caramel, like, latte type, type of drink. Wait, so he, dr- he makes espresso? Or like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we grind our own beans, and then he uses this hand press thing, which is not, I always forget, oh, it's called an AeroPress. Uh-huh. And so it just makes single cups. So he makes a cup for me, makes a cup for himself, and that's it. That's awesome. Broth the milk, steam the milk, and good to go. I might have to try that. We've been using a percolator, and... There's just so many grounds in it, and I'm just ready for something new. So I might hit you up about that. Yeah, it's pretty cheap, too. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, and it's almost time for toddy. I know. <laughs> we are just talking about that. Yeah, Austin, Austin was just saying that the other day. All the iced coffee. I know. Um, what's your favorite, current favorite podcast or book? So I do listen to quite a few podcasts, but I would have to say the Made for This podcast by Jenny Allen. Mm, you just sent me gets, one of those the other day. She hits so many different points, and she brings in a lot of different guest speakers, and I just get so much from it. And the other one would be just, I listen to Elevation Worship, Pastor Stephen, mm-hmm. every week, like his um, his sermons every week, and I get a lot from those. 
I really like Elevation's sermons and their worship is great too. Okay. What's a verse that's speaking to you right now? So I just pulled it up on my phone because this really, I feel like ties into what I've been feeling. And it's from Isaiah 40, uh, verse 31. And it says, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. And I even get the chills when I read it. I got chills I feel too. Like God's been knowing how weary I have felt on on certain days, and and He always comes through. What would yours be? Mm. I'm really loving Romans. I think it's Romans 12 too. It's um, do not be conform, do not conform to the patterns of this world, mm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there's a couple more words like to finish yeah. the verse, but I can't remember what they are. But I've just seen that showing up um, in the way that I handle certain situations lately. Like m- with my anxiety, I see and feel like um, I'm quicker to remember that I'm not in control. And I think that, you know, being out of control really spikes my anxiety. So yeah. Just being like yeah. very mindful that, okay, I don't really have control over this situation and me sitting here worrying about it is spiking my anxiety. So why am I doing that? But just, I don't know. I've, I've felt like the renewing of my mind has been more um, present, I guess, during this time because it's like, Okay, you have literally no reason why you can, <laughs> yep. you're not gonna like focus on God right now. Exactly. So, but any do you have any other like random or not random but like words of encouragement for our listeners? I think what I would say is just if you're in a place where you're feeling lonely or isolated, to reach out to somebody. There has to be, you know, some friend that you can reach out to and be able to trust and have that vulnerable space with and just yeah. tell them where you're coming from because people do care even if they don't outrightly show it. And sometimes it's just taking that initiation with a friend to start yeah. that relationship. And I feel like now is the best time to do that, to, you know, start relationships and just create that intentional um, bond, really. Yeah. So that coming out of this, we're all stronger. Yeah, that's so true and so good. I think it's like it would be so easy to isolate right now. And I think a lot of people probably are. Mm-hmm. But uh, silence, I don't think, is from the Lord. I was going to say, the enemy is using everything he can right now to keep us. But yeah. It's great to see Zoom being used so much and just, I know, just FaceTime with people, like just seeing faces has really helped me. Yeah. I think when we first talked like that first week, I was feeling like really bummed out, but then we started using Zoom for our connect group and the Marco Polo app. I just like, that's real. That's like not a text message that has a face that has emotion Mm -hmm. and that really helps with connection. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for carving out this time today to talk um, with me and for our listeners. Um, And I will talk to you soon. Oh, thank you so much. I really love doing this with you.
Thank you guys so much for being here for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Jeannie. You can follow her and her son's story on Instagram at Action for Jackson. Yeah, I hear that, Kimber. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get notifications. And that is all I have for today. I hope that you are finding stillness in the quarantine and have a lovely day.